Well, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am your host, Stephen LaBooth, and we got some scary, scary stuff for you tonight. Well, guys, we got some bad news. Me and my uh, youngest daughter, Steph, came in here this evening, recorded an episode, Came back in here to get it ready. It was a good 15 minute, 15 minute. It was a good 50 minute story. I mean, a good uh, episode. Had some good stories. And I'll be goddamn. We got done recording, went outside, took a break and all that, walking around stretching. Came back in to edit and it was gone, closed, gone completely. And it was weird because through that recording, I kept getting glitches. Man, everything's fine now. That whole recording was just, I don't know, it was weird. And it's weird. I only have problems technical-wise when I do my ghost stories. When I do Borderline Texas Trash or my uh, uh, sports ones, wrestling and football, I don't ever do it, but it only does it on ghost stories. Kind of weird, man, but since uh, I got to throw something together at the last minute, we're going to go down memory lane, and I'm going to dig something up just to surprise you. Don't know where, what, uh, what it's going to be from or from where, so sit back, relax. Get you a nice warm blanket. Get you some hot cocoa. Get you a nice warm fire to snuggle by and get ready to be scared. Sorry if I'm a... Uh, Sounding tired, but yeah, we get that's what irritates me. We was 50, that one was good 50, 50 minutes gives, ugh. But I'm gonna surprise you with something. Go down memory lane. I hope you guys enjoy. I'll see you on the other side of this and uh, have a good one. All right, everybody, welcome back to Ghost Stories Told from the South. This is your co host. Alexa. And I am your host, Stephen Leboo. <laughs> Ready to get season two underway. We got so much scary shit for you today, my friend, friend, friends. Yes, yes, we do. And today is episode 53. Yes, can you believe it's the first episode of season two of this bad boy? <laughs> yeah. Um, I told you time flies pretty soon. It'll be like our fifth year. Yeah, stop. <laughs> no, I'm not ready for that Just yet. Just think, though. We're halfway to a, uh, doing a hundred episodes. Not oh. a lot of not a lot of shows make it to a hundred episodes. They usually give up. Mm-hmm. Not us, cause we like to please you guys. I like you to do. scare you when you're asleep. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, hope you guys have been doing good. And hope you had a good Mother's Day weekend and yeah, hope all everything's that. kicking it and relaxing and you're been good. a nice sunny. We're recording it's on Mother's Day, so yeah, yeah. It's nice and relaxing. I ain't done shit this weekend early. I did some yard work. That was about it. I didn't do anything. Like, I mean, I did from, like, my parents. Like, I came over and said, hey. But, like, I don't, like, I didn't do anything. Yeah, I didn't do your. I took it easy. Went around, passed around roses to all the passed away mothers. Yeah. So, boom, boom. But, all right. Um, If you watched last season, I'm still doing I'm taught not. Um, ta-ta-ta. She can't ta-ta-ta. I'm not going to talk about, like, places or people, per se. I'm t- talking about, like, talking about, like, certain things. So, like, I've done, like, daycare centers and, like, horror stories and, like, my experiences. 
and then like I am gonna do shadow people one day and skinwalkers and then like this week I'm gonna do exorcisms so like like that stuff like I'm gonna kind of go through the paranormal activity the paranormal experience what I'm yeah the paranormal like experience like each category kind of so yeah I think it'll be a grand old time there, Scooby Snacks. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to go first, and then you can. Go ahead. So. All right. So, um, also, even though I highlighted, I kind of don't, like, just be patient with me, okay? So, all right. If you were listening, I'm going to be covering exorcisms. Um, i got to turn this light down because it's, like, beating in my face, and it's really hot. I got a new light in here, and we're going to start doing more uh, videos. YouTube videos for you guys that's here. Yeah, yeah. All right. So. I'm Man, that thing in. was bright. Yeah. It Jesus feels so much Christ. cooler now, doesn't it? I was Well, uh, the heat wasn't getting me. It was just the brightness. I was fixing to go get my shades. It's bright. I know. Stephanie turned it up. Damn, anyway. No wonder, because I was like, Jesus Christ. I didn't think it was. Well. Her sister, my uh, other daughter, came in here and messed with stuff when we was before we podcasted, and she turned our extra light on here like super high, and <laughs> Lexi's over here just sweating her head off. It's hot. It, well, I'm right. And next she to turned it. it down, and I'm like, "Wow, I can actually see. It's not so bright." Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna be doing exorcisms. I'm gonna okay. be do. Be do. So, if you don't know what an exorcism is, it is basically like the expulsion or attempted expulsion of an evil spirit from a person or place. So, like, yeah. Um, and so, I want to tell you guys this. Based off of, like, lately, if you haven't noticed, I've been doing, like, who, what, where, when, and how. So, that's kind of what the, like, order this is kind of going in, if you want to follow that. Okay, so exorcism dates back thousands of years. They went back as far back as 1512. Um, and it was a religious and cultural tradition used worldwide. Um, I have, like, the symptoms of possession. Um, one of them is, like, an aversion for the sacred. So, like, a lot of people, like, whenever, like, you're possessed and you can't, like, go to a church. Yeah. Or, like, holy water messes you up or, like, stuff like that. Well, I will tell you this. You women sometimes, when it's that time of the month, you know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> we think you are possessed. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not trying to start arguing. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, it gets bad sometimes. Because, gosh, her little sister's going through that. And that little girl can go from being nice to, what do you want? <laughs> In, like, a second. Yeah, like it's bad. <laughs> but um, some of the other things, if you haven't noticed, like from movies, are like the constant like cussing, cu- talking, caca, <laughs> um, the like rambling on words and like cussing and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, like, yeah. The, you know, um, aggression towards like church people or like people who like actively pray, like you know stuff like that. Um, and they also speak. Like, and they understand different uh, languages. And sandwiches. Stuff like that. Sandwiches. Languages. I just can't talk. And then they can also ruin somebody else's voice. Stop it. Sorry, I'm tired. Um, and then, like, 
around them, like, paranormal activity stuff will occur. So. But. Yeah. So. I got that down. But now we're going to talk about how it works. So, the exorcism, that's like a practice of casting out evil spirits from a person, place, or an object. Um, they are usually carried out by a member of, like, a church or someone who is believed to be in possession of special gifts or powers. Um, and they are, like, that's, they're called the exorcist. So, um, there are, there's different kinds of exorcisms. There's three, um, <coughs> but the most commonly one is the um, simple or the real exorcism. So, oh. sorry, I told you you have to be patient with me because I highlighted, but I also highlighted too much. I got to be patient and highlighted the and entire. He was getting page. on to me for copying too much. <laughs> Looks like you did the same thing there, Sassafras. Stop. <laughs> no. Uh. The investigation. So, like, okay, anytime that, like, there's, like, a ghost or, like, a demon in a person or, like, a house, and we've talked about this before, like, you have to do an investigation for, like, proof. So, and to get, like, the church to help you and stuff. So, whenever someone reports a possible case of possession to the church, an investigation begins. Um, a typical investigation is a process of elimination. Um, it answers the questions. Um, does the subject exhibit the telltale signs of demonic possession. Is there any other way to explain the subject's behavior besides demonic possession? Those are the two questions they use. Um, the priest will consult with the psychiatrist in his investigation in order to determine whether the possessed person's symptoms can be fully explained by mental illness. So, like, See, not that's only... what I don't get, and I've never understood. They're always like, well, we have to get with the church, and they got to go over it. And I'm like... Someone's life is at, is at stake here, and you're just like, well, we got to go do this and do that. Yeah, and it is. That's the thing I don't understand. Like, it's such a long, messy process. Yeah. Like those hours you did doing the pro the thing could be saved, could be held. <laughs> well, remember that one house on that uh, documentary we was watching about that married couple? Mm-hmm. About one of the first houses they did, and the church wouldn't come in because they said, oh, it was the girl who did it. The little girl was running yeah, around. Yeah, and then it come up. to find out it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. Because remember, even the cops and the uh, people that were there were like, nah, I seen a refrigerator move on its own across yeah. a hallway. You're not going to sit in there and tell me some 12 year old girl did that. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I don't get that either. Yeah. I don't get it. How can they determine? Because that's somebody's life you're fucking with. Even if there's nothing there and you don't get it out, at least you tried. Yeah. You know, at least you at least you attempted to instead of going, nope, you're full of shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so after the process, you know, they determined if, like, you're a candidate, basically, or not. Um, if, you know, the priest is like, yeah, you know, I can go help you, then they come up with the appropriate way to help this person. Um... In most cases, he'll report back to a supervisor um, and talk to them. And then the supervisor will be like, yeah, that's, I'm going to give you an exorcism order saying, like, he has permission to go and do this. Um, and then they have to, you know, appoint an exorcist to, this, to the thing. And 
basically, like what we were saying, it's just a long process, but it's retarded, kind of. But also, like, I get it, but also, like, I don't, you know what I mean? Um, okay, so the exorcist. If the church decides that it is a truly possessed individual on it, like, if so, like, this person is actually possessed, um, the next step is to appoint a exorcist to the case. This is often the same priest who perform the investigation, but not always. Um, yeah. Casting out the devil is not part of a typical priest daily duties. That was from this article. Um, I guess most priests have never performed an exorcism, but some have. And then once the church points one of its official exorcists to perform the ritual, the next step is to get the devil to leave the person's body. So I just thought it, well, before I knew all this, I just thought it was like the, the like, I thought the pastor did it. <laughs> like the like the priest one of those two yeah but it come to find out it's like way more people than you know yeah just one person involved yeah yeah well there has to be yes you need backup what the what if the priest gets possessed i don't know <laughs> that happens uh you're on your own i guess um and it talks about the uh the ritual like what you do but like you'll see it like they'll put on the robe and the cross and like the thing that goes over their shoulders oh, yeah. and like then so i mean like it's pretty much the same thing in every story or every book and movie that's begin that's pretty much the same so um so also as he begins is the as the priest begins the exorcism um, he puts holy water on everybody in the room. So, I don't, I just felt like I needed to say that. Um, there are just, I guess, four stages of an actual exorcism that you can see if it's true or not. Pretense, the demon is hiding its identity, so that's whenever they're trying to get it to come out. Um, the, the break point is whenever the demon comes out and is like, hey, this is who I am, leave me alone. <laughs> Um, and the clash is one of the exorcism, I mean, the exorcist and the demon fight for, like, the soul of the possessed person. And then the expulsion, um, if the exorcist wins, the demon leaves the body of the person possessed. So, yeah. That's crazy, though, how a person could be possessed, a fucking house can be possessed with something in it. Yeah, like anything can. Yeah. Um, I, I found some exorcisms gone bad. And I was going to do it for some of those. Because that's pretty much it. I just wanted to talk about. Like, also some Exorcism's gone bad. That's not good. <laughs> um, this girl, Anna Mitchell, um, she grew up in an extremely strict Catholic family with stern parents. At the age of 16, she developed terrible seizures and was eventually admitted to a psychiatric ward. While in the hospital, she would tell doctors that she was cursed and they would all rot in hell when they hurt when they died <laughs> wow so, isn't she just peachy yeah just great i'm so happy so um, you can rot in hell yeah so i guess at christmas you can go merry christmas and rot in hell yeah it's yeah <laughs> um the doctors did not know what to think about her behavior after years of suffering she was finally seen by a priest who concluded she was possessed by a demonic forces and was never epileptic to get to begin with so then they did an exorcism and um he they didn't let anybody see because she ended up dying from the exorcism oh my god that's another thing like 
it's 50-50. Some of you guys live and some of you don't who get these done. <laughs> so, like, because it's yeah, such a toll on your I guess it just depends on how bad the demon wants you. Yeah, or, like, how how bad it is. Because I know the sooner you get to it, it's better. But, like, this girl waited, like, two, three years before she was seen. So, like, she well, was yeah. gone. Yeah, she was gone by then. Well, back then, they didn't, they didn't really take shit like that seriously. And now, there's so much help out there. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, this is another one. It's called The Death Family, and this is about a family from West Pinston, Pennsylvania. They claim their entire house was taken over with evil. Um, the house began to smell of rot, and the kids told the parents that the demons were torturing them and their animals. Oh, my God. <laughs> if a kid came up to me and said that, I don't know what I would do. Um, there were several attempts by religious offers to, like, clear the house of those horses, but no one... Um, like could do it I guess you could say the entire family moved out of the house eventually and the mother apparently continued to see demons until she died last year or years later not last year so like yeah that's like one of those this house is really really haunted ones mm. um this girl um Edina Hines she was a 33 year old woman and she was the granddaughter of Hollywood sensation Morgan Freeman. That was my phone. I'm sorry. She underwent an exorcism by a friend in a Manhattan apartment. Shortly after it began, police responded to neighbors about co neighbors calls about the loud noise. When they arrived, they saw her friend brutally attacking her with a knife, screaming about devils. Um, and then she died from the blood loss. So like, <laughs> well, there should have been a red flag right there. Oh, you think you can help me get this demon out of me? You don't go to your friend's house to do an exorcism. You don't fuck with that. Yeah, and then That's all her stupid. friends died, basically. Yeah, I mean, who makes... I mean, I'd go to a voodoo queen or something like that, but I wouldn't go to know some regular, you know, person. Yeah. Wow. Oh, this one's kind of like that, too. So, in South Korea... Um, in 2015, five members of a South Korean family were arrested after police found the deceased body of a middle-aged woman in their hotel room. They apparently spent two hours performing an exorcism where they beat all over her body until she eventually died from the blunt force trauma. Oh, my God. So, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, if we can't get that demon out of you, we'll beat that son of a bitch out. I guarantee it. Your money back. Guaranteed. That's what they told her. We'll literally beat that demon out of you, ma'am. We don't take no shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Get out, demon. Like... Can you imagine him beating her with a bat or something? Get out, demon, you fucking morons. <laughs> no, wow. just wait. Listen to this one. Um, This is about someone named Edgar Rodriguez. Um, This hor horrific... I'm so sorry. This horrific story involves a father named Edgar who beat his two-year-old daughter to death because she felt she was overflowing with demons. He also hurt his wife so she couldn't stop him. And his daughter was found with religious texts scattered around her body. Mm. So, like, his daughter was like, I got demons. And he was like, no, you don't. Now I gotta kill you. <laughs> Damn. Well, I'll fix them demons. <laughs> yeah. Um... L. Avery, this 28-year-old mother, was mentally ill and tortured her two young children because she convinced herself that they were embodied, that they embodied Satan. 
basically she had demons police found out about the crime when neighbors heard cries for help coming from the apartment wow yeah you know that's fun right that's (laughs) crazy okay this heart exorcism this is about a story it has an exorcism involves a young boy whose autism was misdiagnosed by members of his mother's milwaukee church who claimed that he was possessed so he had autism and they were like you got demons oh my god during a ritual exorcism, sheets were tied around the boy's face so tight that he suffocated. His mother and several members of the church were arrested as complices. As com- accomplices. Poor kid. See, man, that kid didn't deserve that shit. No. And that's... The- and they still probably yeah. think, oh, I was in the right. Yeah. Which is- I would go get professional help if I knew my fucking kid had a demon or something in it. No, I would never take that upon like myself. Yeah, I would never try that upon myself. That's opening a bigger door. Yeah. Also, how can you do that as a parent? To yeah. Just, yeah. This one is about someone named Irene. Um, this oh, is come about, on, Irene. This is about, this is one of the most recent exorcism, exorcism accidents. This happened in Kenya. Irene was a young mom who gave birth to a boy, and when, she, when he was six months old, she cut out his tongue and ingestants to purify him. He died immediately, and Irene claimed her horrible actions were justified. So she thought she was possessed, and she had to literally cut this poor baby's tongue and pull out all his intestines to wow. cure him. What a dumbass. So, I know that's, like, <laughs> sad and shit, wow. but I had to do those. So, <laughs> yeah. You know? That's <laughs> just grandy mandy. It's a, yeah. Now that on that note, it's your turn, Dad. How you, you gonna have a better one than me? Well, my stuff's gonna be in the United Kingdom and England today. England. 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 But I don't got no paranormal. I mean, I don't paranormal. What the hell? I don't got no uh, exorcist stuff on mine. But yeah, my stuff's gonna be in England. So here we go. Let me write my time down. Muchacho. Okay, muchachos. I'm going to go over the fir- first, the, uh, the uh, little village of uh, Tarvon. Tarvon sits close to the uh, river Goyi near Chester and has a ghost that links several points across the village, including the Hookum, the Hookum, the Hogan, the Hogan, the Hogan Hall. <coughs> Say that three times fast. Hogan Hall Hall. Wow. <coughs> Some of the old pack horse uh, bridges in the uh, Headless Woman Pub are there. The picturesque village is said to be uh, haunted by the headless ghost of a woman named Grace who was a maid. <coughs> <coughs> it's getting stuffy in here. Anyways, the headless woman named uh, Garza Gar- uh, was Grace. <laughs> <coughs> 
<laughs> You're spreading your cough. To me. <clears throat> Just stuffy in here. Sorry, guys. See, something always happens when we start telling these fucking stories, man. Man, I was talking about demons, and now the house is like, get hot. <laughs> Every time something shuts down on the computer. Ugh. Because now Dad can't talk, so we're broke. <laughs> All right, let's try this again. Ah. <coughs> oh, my God. <coughs> Stop. I can't. Okay. Max, quit touching me. Grace was a maid at the Hogan Hole Hall. Hogan Hole Hall. Yeah. She was uh, beheaded by a... by. Oh, she was beheaded by Parliament soldiers under Oroville... Oh, under Oliver Cornwell for refusing to give up the location of her master's hidden valuables after they found her hiding in a local inn. She was murdered in the inn and her body was di uh, discarded at the nearby Hogan Hall plates or plats, a series of three stone Roman bridges that look like this. Oh. <laughs> it's some nice, pretty, pretty archway bridges. It's, I was expecting it to be ugly. That's pretty. <laughs> her apparition has reportedly been seen wandering around the village carrying her own severed head. Oh. Could you imagine coming home from a pub, drinking with your buddies, having a couple beers? I mean, not being shit-faced, but, you know, feeling pretty good. See a woman carrying her own like, freaking head. Oh, God, are we drunk or is that real, man? That'd flip me the hell out. Our dog is broken. Yeah. She's most frequently been seen around Hogan Hall, Hogan Hall Hall, and along the uh, bridal way that runs from the hall and through Hogan, or uh, yeah, Hogan Hall Platts. She also said is to have haunted the inn where she was killed, which was. Apparently renamed the Headless Woman, excuse me, hotel, but was sadly demolished despite protests from locals in 2014. So, yeah, that's a nice little story. See, I like, I'd love to go around England just writing down ghost stories to come back to tell. Take yeah. like a vacation over there for like two weeks and just gather a bunch of ghost stories up. That would be nice. Now we're going to go to Brawley Essex. Brawley Essex. I can't talk. I'm so sorry. The famous haunting of Barley Rictory of the Barley Rictory firm firmly put his excess village on the map of the of haunted Great Britain. For several years and decades, the large Gothic-style home held the title of the most haunted uh, house in the, uh, England. And its uh, paranormal stuff still would is still heard to this day. Cool. Mm-hmm. But in 1939, it burnt to the ground. Nice. So all that's left is like the brickwork and all that, like the main structure, the floors and all that's gone. Oh. Sorry, I lost my place real quick. 
Oh. And that's what only stands to this day. The Borley Church is situated close to the site of the uh, former rectorial and uh, is said to be be haunted by the ghost of a nun and a headless monk. God dang, there's a lot of headless people around. Well, they did chop a lot of the heads off back then. Whenever well, you get, whenever they pissed you off, to be like, off with his head. So yeah, I can yeah. Why is there all these headless people running around? <laughs> <laughs> Plus, there have been reports of the church's bells ringing on their own. The nun is said to have had a incident affair with a monk from a nearby uh, monastery. And the monk was executed, and the nun was buried alive in the wall of the convent. She was located near the church and is uh, in the in the rectory. But she was churches. buried alive. Yeah, she was buried alive. That's always lovely. It's always nice. Yeah. Next, we're gonna go to Avebury, Whitshire, Whitshire. Avebury, which what? Whitshire, which. Wishishire, Wishire, Wiltshire, 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 Wiltshire. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Ever be Wiltshire? Oh, I'm so sorry. Way to go, guy, us, Lexi. Yeah, yeah. Why can't any of us talk today? I tell you. Okay, now. Okay, I already told y'all we're doing that. The West, Westshire, the Westshire village of Avebury is a magical place standing in the middle of ancient stone circle and it is one of the most famous paranormal hotspots in the Great Britain. The whole area is supposed to be haunted by an old uh, an old de a deemed priest. Right in the middle of the circle is a red lion a building which has been a pub since 1802 but dates back to the eight dates back to the 1600s the pub is said to be haunted by the ghost of a woman named flory who was killed during the civil war by the uh, by her jealous husband and was also said to be the local man who was murdered in the cellar so the local man yeah was there more than one? I guess so. I was like, wow. Hmm. And my next story is Castleton, Derbyshire, 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 don't be shire with me, Derbyshire. Castleton is set in the middle of the Peak District of western of the western end of the of the Hope Valley. It is known as the naturally formed underground caverns, and is also and also it has ghost stories too. The village's most famous uh, spooks are the ghosts of the couple named Henry and Clara, who had eloped to get married. While traveling through the uh, Wanots Pass in the west of the village on the on a dark windy night in 1758, they were ambushed and killed for their valuables by a gang of uh, thieves. Their bodies was hidden in a nearby mine where they 
were found years later. The couple the couple are now said to haunt the pass and had even been heard coming through the uh coming for their killer's uh mercy. Wow. Yeah. Down in the town of down in the town of Castle Street is Castle Hotel where a man named Thomas was hanged where Thomas hung himself and is said to haunt the place. There is also report uh, reports of the ghost of a nurse spotted in the uh, cellar, and the ghost of a bride is seen in her wedding dress. The oh. village is overlooked by per per. Oh wait, Pever Peveril. P. Shirley, why will I be sixteen? <laughs> what? P. P. Shirley. Whoa. Peverell Castle. Castle. (coughs) From a hill in the south, one of the earliest Norman uh, fortresses, the sound of ghostly singing can be heard echoing from the castle, and there have been reports of uh, apparitions of a knight and a uh, phenom of a black dog. A black dog? Yeah. That'd be cool to see some crates, see some stuff like that. I have a white fur ball on my shoulder. All right, now we're gonna go to the Boss Castle in Cornwall. The Boss Castle. Ooh, that's a big son of a. Wow, that's big. The Boss Castle is a picturesque village and a fishing port of the uh, North Greenwich coast. The village is known for its uh, high links to witchcraft and. Today is a popular witchcraft museum. The Museum of Witchcraft and Magic is one of the village's best-known paranormal hotspots and is now a popular haunt for ghost hunters. Ooh, road trip. Road trip to the unknown. (laughs) The other side of the uh, river, Valency, is a 17th century coach inn. The Wellington Hotel. The Wellington Hotel has got at least four haunted bedrooms. The ghost of an old lady is supposed to haunt most of the rooms. Right when we talk about old ladies and hauntings every time. Shut your computer off. See, and then I lose my place. Okay. The ghost of an old lady is supposed to haunt haunt most of the rooms of the second floor. She's been witnessed... Many times walking through the door of a uh, room of room nine without even opening it, the apparition of a tall man with a ponytail in Victorian style clothing is also have been been seen roaming the uh, hotel corridors too. See back over there though in Europe, there's so much history and shit. You know, yeah, they probably got so much paranormal stuff. Down towards the uh, harbor is the grade two uh, listed Penley uh, House, which is said to be haunted by the ghost of its former owner, Conley Hawker. He has been seen from the outside of the property in in the form of a figure walking the walking past the. Window while inside he's been bl- uh, blamed for disembodied footsteps heard walking around the uh, building. 
So they hear footsteps walking around the place and all sorts of googly boogly stuff. Sorry, if you hear any growling, it's yeah, it's her playing with the dogs. <laughs> and now we're gonna go with the Stony Milton Derb Derb. Uh, say that again. Derb Derbyshire. 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 Oh, <laughs> we're so sorry. Yeah, sorry for butchering these names. Stony, okay, yeah. Stony Middleton sits on the foot of the uh, Milton of Meltondale, surrounded by limestone cliffs and dense vegetation. The village's most famous, the village's most famous ghost is that of a uh, notorious 18th century highwayman. If you don't know what a highwayman, he was a guy that kind of. Uh, Guy that just rode the the main trade routes and all that, robbing people, basically, is what they were. He was a robber. Just robbers. Uh, the highwayman called Black Harry, he was executed in the village for his crimes, and his spirit is said to still roam the area of the, uh, of the form, in the form of a, uh, dare cloaked, dark cloaked figure that is usually seen at night by drivers. So watch out if you're over that way. And at one time, the uh, small village boasted uh, 12 pubs, but now there's just one remains. The Moon Inn is where, the, is where that a Scottish peddler was killed while the landlord of the time turned a blind eye. The victim's body was thrown into the Castle, the Castlewalk Cavern on the edge of the village where it remained undiscovered for many years. The peddler is now said to haunt both the pub and the caverns. That's, man, that makes you just crazy how much, how much how many times crap like that happened. Yeah. Somebody just got killed and thrown to the side and, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what happened to that guy. I who? Don't know who that is. Mm. Stony Milton is always no, also known for the for a haunting of the of a haunting that dates back to 1762. 1762. When the heartbroken Hannah Baddenley tried to take her life by jumping from a cliff overlooking the village. Thankfully, she was she survived the fall after her clothing caught on. Oh my God! Caught on, uh, caught up in a tree along the cliff. As a result, the ledge is known as Lover's Leap, and now it's said that she haunts the uh, area, including the building at the bottom of the drop. But why would she haunt it if it said? Thankfully, she survived the fall. Her clothing, kind of like on the cartoons when they're when jumping off a bridge. Yeah. Maybe because she, when she died, she went back to it? Maybe she was just that miserable her whole life. That, or maybe she died after the fall. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Like, she got the, uh, she, you know? Yeah. Technically, she survived the fall. Yeah, that's what, that's weird. Oh, forgot to read the next one off. Oh, it's right here. <coughs> We're going to go over, okay, 
Uh, Cornwall Village in Zenar. Like many coastal villages in Cornwall, Zenar, it it has uh, links to smugglers, pirates, and a cult. The dark past has led to claims that it is haunted. The Tanner Arms is one of the village's paranormal hotspots, baby. That's where the clubs go for the for. Uh, that's where the ghosts go for the clubs. That's their clubs. Yeah, that's where they clubbing. <laughs> Club it up. That's why it's a number one hotspot. Here, drinkers have seen a dark. Oh, apparently it's still a functioning pub or something. Have seen a dark, shadowy figure believed to be a ghost of a miner, and have experienced objects moving on their own. According to uh, according to people and pictures of uh, beer suddenly falling off of the shelf and stuff falling off the walls. Wow. It's claimed that the famous occultist Alexander Crowley has been linked to the disimpotated shake on the edge of the uh, village known as Cam Cottage. There, Cam Cottage? Yeah, Cam Cottage. The very whisper of any association has led to some locals to believe that the building is haunted, perhaps due to the claims that the uh, that Crowley attempted to summon up the devil himself there. See, people don't even fuck with shit like that, because when you die, look what you do. You yep. do it for the next Spoke jackass who don't know, and he's like, oh, look at my beautiful pub I bought. Yeah, and you didn't know someone did that shit in there. <clears throat> Zenar's best-known ghost story tells of a well-dressed woman who could often attend services at the village's state Sanarized church. The locals soon became enchanted by her angel-like surround, uh, angel-like singing voice. In particular, the uh, in particular, she gained the uh, attention of a uh, opera man named Matthew True. No. <laughs> Matthew Trohilla. One day, Matthew followed her to her home at Pandora Cove, and the two were never seen again. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Oh. That. That one Sunday, a ship coast anchor about a mile from the cove shortly after a Miramar appeared. Oh, shortly after a mermaid appeared and asked that the anchor be released. And it was resetting on, it was uh, receding on her door. She was unable to reach for her children and the villagers on our concluded that this uh, mermaid must be the same mysterious woman who had visited their church and had uh, att- uh, attended Matthew to uh, come live with her. Yeah, sorry. I. So basically that was like the old mermaid story, kind of like, uh, God damn it, what was that Disney movie? Ariel? Yeah. Yeah. So the, basically that was like a real life Ariel story. Oh, and on summer nights, 
It is said that the lovers can be heard singing together at the church where a specially decorated mermaid choir can be seen to this day. That would be cool to check out. Yeah. I would like that. What? I got three more. Okay. <clears throat> My next story <clears throat> is the village of Pluckley. Pluckley were enough to uh, earn the village of the title of the most haunted village in England. In the uh, 1989 edition of the Guinness Book of World's Record, categorized that the genus, Genesis ha, has not included in the uh, subsequent publications. Since then, very reports of paranormal activity have came from the village, leading us to believe things are quieting down. Therefore, Pluckley was dropped a couple of places down on down on down our ghostly villages rank on their uh ranking the ghost uh, towns the ghost sightings in kilt village include that a threatening monk even in a in a house known as graystone the apparition of the 18th century highwayman murdered in the murdered in a part of the village called Fright Corner in a phantom gypsy woman seen in the form of a pink glowing mist of Pinock on Pinock on Pinock Bridge. According to local legend, several suicides have been placed on the village and the victims now haunt these spots where they died. See right there, man, if there's a spot with a lot of death, especially suicides and shit, because people come there, they're already bummed out, they're already depressed, you know, they're like, man, it sucks, I don't want to be here, da-da-da-da-da-da, and it just, there's that bad shit stuck there with everything else. And I'm just saying, man, it's crazy, it's crazy. <clears throat> so much death in one spot, it just, I don't know, it's just hard to wrap my head around. But, you know, if something's that old, I could, I guess I could understand it. Other paranormal hotspots in the village include St. Nicholas's Church, which is allegedly haunted by two spirits, the ghost of the, of the Red Lady and the ghost of Lady Darling, who is known as the White Lady. The church is also said to be haunted by a platinum dog. All right, platinum. A phenom dog. In the, in, oh, the, at Maltzman Hill, the disembodied sound of horses' hooves have been witnessed and a phenom horse-drawn coach has been seen too. Elsewhere, the ghost of a sim of a miller roams the site of his former windmill that was destroyed by lightning. So a miller back then was a windmill operator. And the screams of a worker crashed in crashed to crushed to death in an accident at a brickwork at 
a brickworks are still heard. A lot of death and creepy shit went on there, man. Okay. We got uh, one more, I believe, here. Oh, Tud Tootberry. Well, two more. Tootberry Stanfordshire. Stanfordshire, Stanfordshire, Tootsbury, Stanfordshire. Sorry, guys, if I'm tearing these names up, my fellow England lovers. Turby is set on the banks of the River Dove and is surrounded by lush, rolling farmland of stealth for stealth of staff. Staffordshire. It's a. It's best known for its unposing. Ruined medieval castles where Mary, Queen of Scots, was imprisoned for uh, imprisoned for years. That was very mean of them. But back then, them kings did whatever they wanted. The castle itself to be haunted. There have been countless reports of dark, ghostly shapes that block doorways. The apparition of a tall man in a full armor and a mystery hooded uh, phantom. There are also said to be one terrifying, one terrifying room, the king's room, that had to be closed to the public as people were fainting for no reason. That's fucking crazy. They was doing tours in this place and they're like, well... I'm passing out. So they had to quit doing tours in there because the spirit was such a jerk. <laughs> that messed up. Out. And my last one is the Calverton Nottinghamshire. Look at that one. Nottinghamshire. Oh, Nottinghamshire. I was going Nottingham. We're going to Calverton, Nottinghamshire. Every this is creepy because. We was almost done and not, not had anything shut off yet. And then, bam, right towards the end. Yep. The historic village is it, oh is a, is so haunted that it's become the subject of a 2019 episode of the television show, Help, My House is Haunted, which is a team of para, paranormal investigators attempted to get to the bottom of... The only, the village's only, the village's many hauntings, but also the history of the dark, secretive <coughs> religious se uh, sec secret that formed in the Calverton. In the middle of the village is an adorable Rodney pub, which is said to be pledged by paranormal activity resulting from three the. This, uh, did three discreet ghosts, including the ghost of a former barmaid, not mermaid, but barmaid. Further along the road is uh, Calverton Fork Museum, which is said to be to have a sinister and oppressive atmosphere. The negative atmosphere result in a elect electric electrician refusing to work along the. Uh, building 
Many motorists are to be scared to drive along the uh, Georgie, George's Lane at night. There have been reports of dark figures seen crossing the road and even ghostly hitchhikers. That's fuck. Uh, what'd you do if you seen a hitchhiker? A ghost hitchhiker? And it was a ghost. Um. Oh, crap. Uh, yeah, same. And see, just like this one over there, too, the, these ghosts get in the back seat, and then you, when you go down the road, they disappear. Why? I don't know, but that's crazy. That just tells you don't pick up anybody. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you uh, guys stuck around for that. I hope you had fun. I hope it didn't scare you too bad. Man, it is stuffy in here. I know. That's why I'm glad I'm almost done. It's time to start breaking out the old crotch fan. Yes. But all right, I hope you guys have a fantastic Mother's Day. And I hope you guys have a great week. No, we hope they had one because they're going to listen to this. Oh, Wednesday. Hope you had a great Mother's Day. Yeah, past tense. Now, remember, we're on on any platform you can get our get podcast on now i got us on everything check us out on instagram check out the facebook check out the youtube eh? oh yeah youtube i'm still working getting it called up (laughs) and we will start doing more videos and we're gonna think of more special stuff to do for you guys but i'm glad you guys are here now don't forget this is steven booth your host and your other (laughs) co-host lexia la booth Excuse me. Sorry. Hope we didn't scare you too bad today, kitties and goats. But we will see you later now, guys. Bye-bye. This has been a Booth Podcasting production. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was episode 53 from back in the day. That was uh, just starting. Excuse me. That was just starting on our second year of podcasting. That's uh lovely podcast i do and i just want to say thank you to everybody who's been listening and listening for a long time i appreciate it like i said it makes me feel good that i'm being heard from around the world and i do it in my little bitty old house here in my you know my little podcasting room but just want to say thank you guys i hope you enjoyed this episode excuse me next week's will be uh a whole lot better, and uh, sorry for the uh, mess, technical difficulties I had tonight, but I got it all clear now. Just It's just weird. It's like I said. It's the only show I have problems with. Like I said, yeah, this one's been crystal clear the whole time I've been talking. The other one, we, we just kept glitching. and I don't know. Pretty messed up. Makes you think, what's really out there? <laughs> But I'll see you guys later. This has been Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am your host, Stephen LaBooth. And you'll have a good, safe weekend. And don't be too scary. But it's great weather to be around the fire. Telling some scary stories. We'll see you next time, guys. Bye.